Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. I'm your host, Anna David. And this is the podcast where I walk you through how to launch a best-selling book that can change your career. Uh, Sometimes I do interviews, sometimes I answer questions, and sometimes I do play-by-plays of how the experts do this. And today I have one of those play-by-plays. So today I am dissecting how expert marketer and Wall Street Journal bestselling author Pat Flynn launched his book, Will It Fly? Now to be clear, to underline, I did not talk to Pat for this episode. Uh, He is really one of these people who's very open about his strategies, which by the by, I think is one of the reasons he's very successful. And so I was able to do my research and determine how he did this. So here's what you're going to learn about in this episode. Pat Flynn focused on those things he could control. He didn't do everything himself. He leaned on his friends. And most importantly, I believe he made it about the reader and not himself. So Let us get into it. If you would like the show notes, which breaks down all of these strategies and has links to relevant episodes and other things, just go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash pat. So he focused on pre-launch and he did something that I preach about a lot, which is he focused on building a pre-launch audience, what uh, I used to call the advanced reader team, what we now call the launch squad. And um, there are all sorts of ways to do that. I, I have done episodes on it before. But what he talked about doing is he continually educated his readers on the value proposition of the book. In other words, what the book would deliver for the reader and not what the book was about. I've said it before and I will say it again. No one cares about your book. What they care about is what your book can do for them. So because he had the person he hired to manage his pre-launch group on his podcast, I learned a lot of other things. This person's name is Daniel Decker. He sounds great. So they got over 500 people in his pre-launch group, and they made a big effort with Goodreads. Now, I should mention something highly relevant, which is Will It Fly came out in 2016. Things have changed since then. 
I will say for Make Your Mess Your Memoir, I made an effort with Goodreads. It was absolutely nightmarish, and so I gave up. Um, my personal opinion is that Amazon has really neglected Goodreads, and so while it used to be a very valuable uh, resource and place for authors to put their energy, it doesn't seem to be anymore, but that could change at any point. However, what Pat Flynn did is about a month before the launch, he and his team made sure his book page was connected to his author page, his author profile was up to date with website, bio, photo, favorite books. Do that. That doesn't take much effort, but I find Goodreads very not user-friendly. So what they did is they asked his street team to post early reviews and then on Goodreads, and then they used the built-in blog feature on Goodreads to announce when the pre-order was ready. They announced the launch day party. We're going to get into that in a second. And when the book was officially live. And then down the line, they used Goodreads uh, advertising and giveaways, which I've never done. So what they did with that pre-launch team to provide value, they showed the behind the scenes of writing the book. Um, he showed snippets of advanced reviews. He shared preliminary concepts. He showed the audience book covers that were inspirations for his book cover. He shared quotes from the book and he shared fun facts like the number of hours he spent writing the book. So he gave those people in his audience who either care about him a lot, which is probably a lot of them, or care about writing a book of their own one day. He gave them stuff that was relevant for them, that was exclusive for them. So the next thing he really put some effort into is he threw a virtual launch party, but he didn't just throw something up on YouTube or Facebook. He did it on Google, Periscope, and YouTube. Periscope being something that was very relevant in 2016. And he was able to announce these already very impressive Amazon statistics, like that it was the top 84 of all books and number two in all of entrepreneurship. So, and he oh, he shared openly about some of these issues that I personally, my team, and I have experienced that can creep up on launch day, which is that his Kindle version was still in review. These kinds of things can happen. This was a 90-minute video, which you can still see. It's still up online. And um, he really clearly thought of everything. He's wearing a Will It Fly t-shirt. He uh, features people that his audience will care about, like Hal Elrod and Amy Porterfield and things like that. So he also made a big effort on social media. And he said that he started his social plan with Twitter, where as of right now, he has over 160,000 followers. I have no idea how many he had uh, in 2016, but um, they he, they created a hashtag, just hashtag will it fly, which generated over 1,500 posts. And what he said is on Twitter, uh, they created the content, which they could then extend naturally to the other social platforms. And he said this was very effective because Twitter forced them to keep it simple at the start, and then they could expand on the contact content when they put it on Facebook, Periscope, and Goodreads. So 
um, they his team retweeted all the Will It Fly hashtags, and they were very clear about what their CTA or call to action was, which was they wanted pre-launch to drive followers to the book pre-order page. But they had a secondary CTA, which was to drive followers to the book trailer and the launch team sign up. We're going to get into the book trailer in a second. On Facebook, he focused on images and videos because that is what does well on Facebook, even still today. And then after the launch, he featured more images, and these were of the readers holding his book. Now, about that book trailer, he made two of them. One was a one-minute video that features his ridiculously adorable kid uh, making paper airplanes like Will It Fly? And then one of him at the San Diego Air and Space Museum, where he talks about why he wrote the book and he breaks it down. So, in other words, it was all about the viewer and not about him. And it's worth noting that the one-minute video has over 6,000 views and the three-minute video has over 8,000 views. So, he made a big effort on his website. He had the domain willitflybook.com. Dot com And what's relevant about that is people will say, oh, my God, my book title is taken. It's not available as a domain. Try adding book to the end of it, and it may well be available. So started off as an informational page where people could sign up to be the first to hear about the book. Then they transitioned it into a pre-order page with graphics. And now um, it's redirected to the Amazon page. And... Here's something that I talked about in a previous episode. In fact, it was the very first episode when this podcast converted to being an episode, uh, a podcast about books, when I had the great Dave Chesson on. He assisted Pat with his launch. And so I'm going to link to this in the show notes. But he said when I interviewed him that that Pat created a mini course, which I know I, I read Will It Fly. So the mini course um, was basically like a video version of the book. So it was highly relevant for our readers. And as Dave said, it's not like without the course, you couldn't finish the book, but it's more like this will help you with the book as you go. So Pat made the course free and put a link to it at the front of the book. So even people browsing on Amazon who weren't going to purchase the book could click on the look inside feature and sign up for the course. Now, according to Dave, and Dave said that Pat has said this information publicly, so it's okay to reveal it. One third of the people who bought the book signed up for the free course. And from that, he was able to build a really big email list. And he then created a paid course, which was the next step up. And the day he launched that paid course, he made over $100,000 just from the email list, not his full email list, but just the email list that he built from that book. So what can we learn from this? What we can learn is that he focused on the things he could control. He didn't focus on on media. He focused on his friends, his audience, and serving both. He didn't try to do everything, but he doubled down on the things he knew would be effective. He also published the book himself. This is a guy who surely could have gotten a traditional book deal, but he knew he was surrendering his chance to be on the New York Times bestseller list, but he made the Wall Street Journal list, and and because he wasn't being controlled by a traditional publisher, he could do all these things. He could put CTAs in the book. He could release it how he wanted. 
Um, and so I think that's a really good lesson for people who think everybody who could get a traditional book deal will take it. Um, he didn't do everything himself. He hired someone to manage his advanced reader team. He hired Dave Chesson to help. He has a team he spent money. And if you see these videos that he made, you'll see he did not just throw together a video. He hired pros. Now, that is not to say this makes sense for everyone. Spending money on a video team may not make sense if thousands of people aren't going to watch the video. Hiring someone to manage the launch team might not be logical if you can't get hundreds of people to join. But he, you can do your own version of that and make those decisions yourself. I will say um, I have spent money on silly, silly things during a launch. Um, I, I, when I, I got HarperCollins to spend a fortune on a pre-launch video, which nobody watched. Um, I find investing in um, having someone manage my advanced reader team very, very worth the money. P possibly there are people on Fiverr you could find who could do that. Um, so Pat also leaned on his friends to help promote. He wasn't afraid to ask for support from his friends. But most importantly, he made it about the reader and not about him. He constantly reinforced what the reader would get out of the book. He shared behind the scenes stuff so they would feel like a part of it and they could get their ideas if they wanted to publish their own books. And he featured people they would know in his launch party. Um, and he featured their images after the fact. And then he created a course they could use. So that is how the great Pat Flynn launched his Wall Street Journal bestselling book, uh, Will It Fly, in 2016. I think there is so much that all of us can glean from that. And again, if you want the show notes, go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Pat, and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.